An 80-year-old Toronto citizen still awaits a vaccine against the devastating virus, despite being among the most vulnerable and in a hotspot. Even with the existence of an effective vaccine for nearly three months now, this citizen will not receive protection until starting in the third week of March. Such a scenario was wholly preventable. Welcome all listeners to Today with Joe, a podcast developed by a socially and politically engaged high school student. I am Joe McDermott, and knowing firsthand just how drastically COVID-19 has altered life for Canadians, I will delve into the murky realm of Canada's COVID-19 vaccine debacle, a significant issue demanding significant attention. From uncertainty to incompetence, this critical analysis of Canada's strategy will reveal just how much we have failed to tackle this virus, especially when measured up against peer nations. For information and updates on the coronavirus pandemic, visit canada.ca slash coronavirus. With all that said, let's first take a quick glance at the current state of affairs. Right now, in the United States, 90.35 million doses have been administered, and in the United Kingdom, 23.34 million. 43.8% of Israelis are fully vaccinated against the coronavirus threat. Canada stands at just 1.5%, trailing much of the developed world with barely 2.4 million total shots administered. Now, a number of factors may have stunted vaccination in Canada. From protectionist export policies of the U.S. and the EU to the vast area of the country, there is no doubt it was bound to be a tough job from the start. But two elements remain constant and key to the undeniable failure of Canadian vaccination. Lack of strength in leadership and lack of efficiency specifically concerning the consolidation of bureaucracy in public systems. What's most staggering about the slow delivery and rollout of vaccines is that Canada had contracts to purchase more doses per capita than any other nation on the planet. How then has there been such difficulty in acquiring and administering these shots? Well, it's hard to blame the government for the uncertainty of deliveries, but we've seen minimal challenges to the delays, which is purely unacceptable for our national authority. Even Ontario Premier Doug Ford, who too has not been stellar with regards to an effective rollout, said in perhaps a crass way that he would not tolerate the reduction in vaccine shipments to Canada. This frustration really showed when he remarked on Pfizer's CEO that he'd be so far up that guy's yin-yang with a firecracker he wouldn't know what hit him. Though the comment was crude, he still makes a valid point. Trudeau issued no objections. Not one single request for negotiation on the massive cuts in deliveries, which seriously risk not meeting the promised September deadline 
for Canadian recovery. Needless to say, many citizens are not too happy with the ongoing situation. According to data from the Angus Reid Institute, nearly one-third of Canadians lack any confidence in the promised September deadline and 59% view the issue as an avoidable failure. Some have gone vocal to encourage this action change. This includes youth, such as our most distinguished guests of this episode, Ryan Bull, a 12th grade student from Ancaster High School will join us today in discussing the coronavirus vaccination plan and the implications it has had on life and perception of governmental competence. Now, Ryan, you're greatly anticipating the availability of this vaccine. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Okay, so could you tell me what your current thoughts and feelings are concerning the topic of coronavirus vaccination in Canada? And would you say that you are optimistic on the speedy delivery of vaccines? Well, personally speaking, I think that the way that the vaccine rollout has been handled has been a little bit sluggish. You know, I feel like our premier, Justin Trudeau, he has really let us down as a nation with his false promises about the delivery time of the vaccine, when we would all be vaccinated, and much more. And along with this speedy delivery time, it causes concern to me because, like, it's possible that he just wants to try to repair his public image considering he has an election coming up in uh, 2023, I believe. So it makes sense for him to want to get whatever vaccines he can into the country as quick as possible to repair his now damaged public image. Thank you for that. What steps could Canada have taken to ensure that the appropriate number of doses reached the country? And why, in your opinion, did this become such an issue in the first place? You see, that's, uh, that's difficult. Um, I think this became a lot of an issue because we don't have any major vaccine producers in Canada, to my knowledge. From what I'm aware, we don't really like produce them here. We get them sent from other countries. And obviously, there's going to be a sense of nationalism, like the uh, Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine are generally being spread to the places that they're created in first. They had um, prioritized European vaccination before sending out more doses to the rest of the world, with the exception being the United States, because obviously, like, they paid a hefty amount to get the vaccine early. And I think, like, I don't know, to speed up the process, that's a difficult, difficult thing to do. I guess the only thing you could do in that situation is try to increase funding for vaccine production and cut a deal with, say, Pfizer and Moderna to have them produce vaccines exclusively for Canadians. It's a complicated yes. issue. Yes, so you're sort of um, suggesting maybe a subsidy on vaccine production for the Pfizer or Moderna or any of the other I'm, companies we purchase from? If this was what the government decided to do, I think that would be the best way to do it. But do you think that regarding the uh, delays on delivery to Canada from Europe, that despite... Um, I guess the nationalism involved there, our leadership still could have done something and stood up to get these vaccines delivered? Yeah, um, I really do think that, again, Justin Trudeau has kind of let down Canadian citizens with his handling of the vaccine rollout in Canada and ensuring that we get vaccines. You know, he hasn't really done much 
to keep on his promise that Canada would be one of the first nations to be fully vaccinated. We'd be a leading example in COVID vaccinations. And here we are falling behind the United States. It's just not a good look for our country. And that might have something to do with another reason why they don't want to send vaccines to us. Because we just don't look good right now. You know, Canada is not really something that we're like, oh, yeah, look at us. We're not vaccinated. You know, it's not a great time to be a Canadian when it comes to the COVID pandemic. You know, like the United States, they're reportedly going to be done with it by like April or May and we're optimistically looking at October you know there's a huge difference there yes now do you think that Trudeau's new restrictions on travel which is the only source of coronavirus that is not exponentially increased since the start of the pandemic do you think that these restrictions are a deflection from his inaction on demanding vaccine delivery. Yes, I actually, I really do believe that. I think that the main issue with that is like, when he makes those travel bans, it's kind of just trying to draw attention away from the fact that we're not getting vaccines. Cause then he can say like, oh look, we have less cases of COVID. So our vaccine rollout isn't as bad. Cause you know, we won't need as many. We have less cases now. There's less ways for COVID to get into the country. But really, it's just a cover-up for the fact that, like, obviously, he fumbled the bag. You know, we don't really have vaccines in Canada. And it's, yes. it's just such a shame, you know. Like, yes. his yeah, false yeah. promises about us being leading vaccination country just, ugh, it's, it's not good. Yeah, no, that, I, I see that. Thank you, Ryan. I am glad to hear your input. Glad that you were able to put your thoughts out there. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. As for myself, most people acquainted with me know I'm not too shy with some of my criticisms of the Canadian healthcare system. I really do strongly support affordable access to care, though the structure of our nation's system completely disregards efficiency, and so its expected vaccine distribution would probably match that. This bureaucratic structure can truly hold back any advancement, I think. A clue to that is the required construction of a building for vaccine production, all because Health Canada has such strict regulations. A lot of my family in the U.S. have received vaccines because they have an efficient model, despite maybe some other discrepancies that may have occurred and continually occur. But even as Canada seemingly may begin to step up the pace in inoculations, it may be too little too late. Thank you all so much for joining me on this episode of Today with Joe, and special thanks to Ryan Bull for his contribution to this podcast. I'm your host, Joe McDermott, and stay tuned for further updates on today's topic, along with new explorations into the most important issues of our times. <laughs>